Welcome back to another episode of Kicking It With Coach Red, where we bring you all the news, stories, takes, and opinions about your favorite teams from the Pacific North Fresh, from the good to the bad to the Mariners. Sorry about that. Yeah. Yeah, sorry about the The Mariners. Mariners. The freaking Mariners. My Apple Watch was talking to me. But the freaking Mariners, baby. We're back. Let's start. We're back. We're just going off the rails early. And guess what? (laughs) Right during that part of it, we are going to talk about the freaking Mariners. How about that? We teased it in the last episode. Uh, Spring training is often a place where uh, people jump to a lot of conclusions very quickly, whether they be positive or negative. So we're going to go into about five different things we're hearing buzz around the Mariners training camp and give you our thoughts on them and what we think and whether they're true, whether they're not, or maybe it's an in-between. Who knows? You're soon to find out. But before we get into that, why don't we introduce ourselves? If you're looking for someone who wants to go to spring training but just hasn't got that call up yet, might be me, your boy, Coach Red. You can find me on Twitter at the real coach red on instagram at the real underscore coach red also hop on over to youtube search the show kicking it with coach red or look for the real coach red we're there like subscribe bell notifications and you lamos as lefty put it last week still yeah. no comments so don't don't be so a lame go so comment. lame if you're looking for a specialist, maybe a guy that can give you that one inning out of the pen because you're facing a left-handed heavy part of the lineup. You might be looking mm-hmm. for someone like Lefty France. Yes, sir. Follow me on Twitter at Lefty France on Instagram at dfrance13. Go over and follow our pod on Twitter and Instagram at Coach Red Pod. Follow us, follow us, follow us. Do it, freaking do it. And if you're looking for someone that could be a top flight defensive replacement in later innings and might even, might even snag you a bag or two, it's your boy Killing Kane. Yeah, I'm Killing Kane. You can find me on Twitter and YouTube at Killing Kane. Streams are coming back this weekend. So, hey, go on over to my YouTube and check those out. Yeah, he's going to do it. Do it, freaking do it. He's going to stream, you know, streaming wars. Yep. <laughs> who's your Who's your battle partner? Andrew, of course. Oh, wow. Kane v. Andrew this weekend. <laughs> one, one subscribe is all it takes. UFC 286. <laughs> yeah. Oh, John Bones Jones comes back over the weekend, but we have the epic return of Kane v. Andrew. <laughs> Buy your tickets now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we, uh, we're we going to be talking Mariners today. Something uh, there during the pre-show that we got a little fired up about already. Um, so let's just hop right into it. One thing that we've been hearing around camp is you've got a pretty set roster. So when it comes down to the last of the position players, there's a pretty 
hotly contested battle for that last roster spot out of the position players. And what we're hearing right now, Cooper Hummel is going to be taking that last spot. Uh, Kane, you brought this one to the table. Why don't you go ahead and tell us what you think? So Cooper Hummel, he's a multi-skilled guy out there. He plays multiple positions for you. I'm sure you could slot him in in the infield at somewhere as well. But he's an outfielder and a catcher. You need that last outfield spot. You're down Taylor Trammell, who was going to platoon with Jared Kalanick. But you need that other guy to come up. And I read a report earlier with Coach Red. <laughs> Jared Kelnick and Taylor Trammell are both left-handed hitters, so yeah, how would they do a platoon? They were going to just flip-flop them, just like... Not A.J. Pollock, the right-handed bat that they signed to platoon with Jared Kelnick. <laughs> hey, I just read something, but you needed somebody shoot with the depth. Messenger. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thanks, lefty. Yeah, um, I got you back. <laughs> you left-handers have to stick together today. That's right. <laughs> um... But again, you see, you need depth, and he gives you the best depth on the roster. I like it. So you say yes. That's yeah. true. Cooper Hummel yeah. is the last guy. Yes. All right, lefty. What's your what's your take? I could see him being a guy, the the last guy. Um, I also like Cade Marlowe, but with Cooper Hummel being switch hitter, that could play in a big part into him making that roster and like uh killing Kane was saying just a lot of utility there can DH for us play in the outfield if need be um that could really benefit us as well uh he's got two homers on the in spring training so far um playing pretty well so I could definitely see Cooper Hummel making the last spot on the roster i mean another thing to kind of add to is we did trade kyle lewis for him who was concurrently on the 40 just always injured so yeah it's a little replacement so for me cooper hummel reminds me a little bit of a former mariner named mitch hanniger Mitch Haniger yeah. also traded from the Diamondbacks to the Mariners. Yeah. He was kind of seen as that fringe guy, which Cooper Hummel was kind of the older of the prospects, and they were just prospect laden in the outfield. He was kind of blocked. That's why he picked up catching. I think that when you look at this team, if Tom Murphy is healthy, there's not going to be a ton of reps for him there. I think right now I would not – break camp with Cooper Hummel main reason being is because I think that you're pretty solidified in those spots where I would go is healthy Evan White and the reason I say so is because you do not have a guy that can back up Ty France because Ty France isn't going to be able to play every day your closest guy is Dylan Moore who played a grand total of like six innings at first base last year. Yeah. 
your main your main blow for Ty France was Carlos Santana. You don't have a guy like that on, that on the roster. You don't have a catcher that can moonlight as a first baseman. He's got to get some play, and he's been getting some reps in the outfield. When he was drafted, he was looked at it as a guy where he has gold glove potential at first base, but the athletic profile was probably going to push him to the outfield. With him being completely healthy, he could be that pop off the bench or being that guy that can get you a day off, especially early in the season when these guys are getting their legs underneath of them. You're not going to be able to run Ty France out there every single day. And with Dylan Moore coming off of surgery in the offseason, how ready is he going to be able to play those extra innings as well with him being in a straight-up platoon at second base? So for me – I'm going to go a little bit more overall depth for a position of need because you really don't have someone that can fill in in that spot. And Kane, rip it apart. I see you squirming. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I don't like Evan White. I think can Cooper Hunt Con- play first base? I mean, you probably could do that. He's <laughs> like big and stocky. people could. <laughs> he's, he's built like every first baseman. Here's the thing. Not every right? first baseman. Yeah. Um, <laughs> What about, what about you, Cecil Fielder? Hey, that was way before both your times. I, it's I Prince Fielder's no, dad. Yeah, it's Prince Fielder's dad. Yes, correct. <laughs> um, But here's the thing, right? When you look at the contract that we gave Evan White, yes, it was team friendly. Um, But the bad thing is you locked him up. And how many years has he spent in the big leagues on that contract? One. One year, he got hurt. That's fine. It happens. Couldn't come back enough to be back on the main squad, so he's been down in AAA. Oh, he got hurt again. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's been exactly. hurt the last two years. So he's the healthiest he's ever been. Right outside now. of winning a gold glove at first, his batting average, not good. Out of spring training so far, not good. Hitting 125. I don't expect him to really hit high 200s in a season because he doesn't have enough plate discipline as well. When you look at him as well, my comparison to him is Cody Bellinger because Cody Bellinger drafted as a first baseman, played one or I think one year, his rookie year at first. Fantastic year, rookie of the year, all that jazz. And then they transitioned to outfield. Fantastic arm, power. Then he dealt with a back injury. If he can settle in and lock in, yes, he can be that kind of player. He's built exactly like Bellinger. And and I would want prime Bellinger-like guys on my team, but I just don't see Evan White being that good, up living up to the contract that the Mariners paid him. Well, so. for, for argument's sake here, if I'm if I'm looking at the guy that's going to be my last position player, he's not playing every day. Yeah. As long as when he comes out, he's not going over three with three Ks. He's going to give you the glove, and he's going to run into him. The dude hits piss rods when he so squares it up. Like, yeah, but dude, that's not oh, sorry, a piss, a piss missile. <laughs> piss, piss missile, <laughs> not a rod. My bad. Yeah, it is a little worrisome about his injury prone him being injury prone but like you were saying he's not going to be playing every single day which 
is good for everyone. Um, I, I mean, it just sucks that he's not playing every day when he got paid on that sure. eight-year deal. It's like, it's kind of wasted money now. Yeah. And yeah, it is a little, I don't know. I don't love Evan White either, but I see where Coach Red's coming from with depth. Yeah, uh, We really don't have anyone to back up Ty France, so... Cooper, can Cooper we, Hummel, yeah, uh, can we convert? Reps. Yeah, exactly. Can <laughs> we convert him to play for here and every once in a while? But yeah, that's a tough one. <laughs> that's a tough one because I would not love to see Evan White on the roster. But I, that's just like I said, I hate to see eighty million dollars sitting in AAA. Yeah, so bring him up, I guess. <laughs> so you at least see it in the majors. Let your money play. All right. Yeah. Next thing we're that we're hearing out of spring training. This one was brought to me by a coworker. Um, no left-handed relievers will break camp with the Mariners. I think there's only one person that should start this since Lefty France. <laughs> Left's in your name. Yeah, I agree with that. I. All the relievers from last year that are locked in, like Munoz, Seawald, Brash, Castillo, Festa, Penn Murphy, and then probably two other guys. But I don't see any of the lefties really making the the bullpen. I don't see them being part of the Los Bomberos. Um, I could honestly see like, no Bryce. is no is scared as no no, but I could see possibly flexing if in the pen maybe Bryce Miller, one of those two, um, but yeah, I don't think any lefties are gonna be in there. I agree with that. All right, we're going to go to our other resident left-hander, Kane. Uh, it is tough to kind of think about seeing a rotation come out or a bullpen come out without a lefty in it because sometimes you have to have that lefty specialist. But as you toted on you know, before, they don't really need it. Um, the one person I want to make the lineup is Justice Sheffield because there was so much hype around him. But he's so up and down as you know the years have gone by so i can i can get behind this as well well the mariners just kept yo-yoing him like all right you're yeah. a starter oh wait now you're gonna go be a reliever. oh now you're gonna be a starter back at triple a oh you're gonna make the team out of camp last year you're a reliever just yeah. back and forth and back and forth but i'm all in on no left-handed relievers. So the guys that they have on the 40 man right now that are left-handed are, we've got Brennan Bernardino. You've Ooh. got, Oh man, it gets <laughs> even better here guys. We've got uh, Taylor Sacero Ooh. and Gabe. Fire. <laughs> oh, and you, and you get on me for naming <laughs> pronunciation <laughs> all right i see how it is okay you you pronounce this name s-p-e-i-e-r yeah, i'm not even gonna attempt to make myself uh, look exactly. like a fool exactly <laughs> but i think with with your top five guys 
you have guys that are that they don't have to be left on the specialist. You've got the likes of Seawald, who's sli- you've got so many guys that have some devastating sliders from the right side that are just breaking right in to a lefty. And, yeah. you know, that sweet spot used to be a thing where, you know, that low fastball, kind of the natural swing of a left-handed hitter could just run into it. It's so much more difficult to square up these balls that are, you know, moving almost two feet laterally yeah. and some of them even have vertical drop as well and you look at some of the guys that are on this mariners you know los bomberos they've got so much movement it's bananas so yeah. you look at you know the pen murphys and the Matt festas who are probably your lower tier guys by the end of last year they were getting into some high leverage situations i would venture to say that at one point last year before he was traded away in the Tay Oscar deal, Eric Swanson was pitching a ton against lefties and just pumping, you know, 94 at the top of the zone with, with that two seam run back to a lefty that they weren't anticipating or, you know, coming the other way by putting pressure on the other side. So I think with the emergence of the two seam playing a little bit more and people dealing with grips and all this stuff, I think that the lefty specialist, at least for the Mariners has kind of gone away since Oh, what Chuck Bush? Who? Yeah. Charlie Furbush. Chuck oh, Bush. Okay. <laughs> that was yeah, like one of the last guy. guys. Yeah. True. Yeah. It's actually crazy to think about. Oh my god. So we're all in agreement. No lefties making the yeah out of yeah. camp. Nope. All right. The next one. With Marco having one Rocky outing and one pretty decent outing and Chris Flexen looking good, buzz around there is that Marco Gonzalez should not be the fifth starter. The job should go to Chris Flexen. Kane. <laughs> okay. Um, I agree. I agree, I agree, I agree. Um, Marco outside of his all-star year in that first half has, uh he was on the all-star roster marco gonzalez like two years ago he was an all-star yes he was he was a late call in yes he was maybe i don't know no that was you say kikuchi that's right um but he put up all-star – Oh no, it was the second half he was really good in. Yeah, the second um, half he was a world beater. Yeah. But since then, Marco is falling off. It's one – like you said, one good outing, really bad, get shelled. And if we're a competing team, you can't have that. You need some insurance, right? And as you and I have talked in the past, Chris Flexen will give you five solid innings. He may give up two home runs or two runs or whatnot, but he doesn't allow a lot. When Marco pitches, it's more on the five, six to seven runs. Yeah. It's too much for the M's to kind of rally behind I mean, if you're only down by two or three, it's a lot easier than five or six. So 
I think Flexen beats him out. He got his incentives to get a deal. The dude is, you know, his story is too good to keep out of the rotation. I mean, you go pitch in Korea for a year, get noticed again, come back, dominate, 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 and you finally get a guaranteed contract. So I, I think Chris Flexen's our guy. Left to you what you got. I also think Flexen should be the guy. I don't know. I feel like the Mariners have the soft spot for Marco where they kind of just, they know that he gets shelled, but they're still, they just still throw him out at, as a starter. Um, yeah. Every last year, every time Marco was throwing, you just kind of expected five plus runs given up. And then he'd have a couple good outings, but Flexen, when he got moved to the pen, still pitched great. Um, the year before, two years ago, he was dealing. And yeah, I, I agree with Kane. His story is too good to not put him in the starting lineup. He's proven that he can deal and... I think he's better than Marco and Marco's kind of falling off. So I think Flexen is, should be the guy, but. And, and that puts it kind of in an interesting situation. If Flexen is the guy, because you can switch him and brash out throughout the year. I mean, you know, you don't want to, but it's always an option. No, it's not. Because Chris Flexen's not, Gonna make five starting rotation. Yeah. I think that the simple fact comes to dollars and cents. Um Marco Gonzalez is owed six and a half million this year, and he's owed twelve next year. And this isn't the NFL. This money is guaranteed. So you're not you're not cutting the guy loose. You're paying him the contract unless someone picks up the contract, which they wouldn't. The only thing that you can feasibly do if you don't think Marco is that guy is try to trade him for pennies on the dollar. I think that would be a disservice to him, you know, like sending him to a team that's a little bit in a rebuild for how much he did to help build this rebuild. You want to talk about a story. This guy was out there gutting it out, you know, second half of 2021. Him and Chris Flexen were pitcher thing one and thing two. The ace and number two, Marco was on fire. And I think with having Flexen penned out in this situation is good at the beginning of the year because the Mariners had a historic run of guys not missing starts. I think Marco was the only guy that kind of got bumped once from when he got drilled in the arm and they gave him a few extra days rest. So he didn't actually miss a start. So for, and then you, we're limiting innings with Kirby by sending him down and letting old Tommy Malone come and start a game or two. But with Marco, yeah, you're going to have some lumps, but we're talking about a number five starter here right now. Like in, in theory on how the guys ended the year, you've got Luis Castillo at the top, you know, just dealing 
I would say that Logan Gilbert finishes at number two. George Kirby's at three. You've got a guy one year removed from winning a Cy Young and still pitching pretty darn solid and above average for the whole year and Robbie Ray that kind of would slot into your four. So you've got your four is a Cy Young winner who won the Cy Young two years ago. (laughs) Two. So you're telling me that with the lineup that they have assembled here, that they cannot (laughs) score five or six runs on a given outing. Like that first first start when you're going five versus five, I will take Marco Gonzalez. Over any team's five. Here's the thing, though. It's first or second inning, and it always happens. It always happens. And, you know, I mean, I don't know how well you know it because you didn't really lose a whole lot in high school. But, you know, (laughs) my my team going through wasn't as good as your team. And there are times where we were down by five, and it's hard to come back from that. It really is, especially that, like – at the beginning of a game, it's so deflating, and it showed with the team over the years on him doing that. I do have faith in our roster and our offense to get those back, and it is kind of nice that it is so early in the game. There's seven more innings if it does happen in the second inning, you know. But right, but, but if, if you also yeah. get shelled that early. Scott's not leaving him in long. No, exactly. The and, and then you're like, burning through your... Yeah, you're burning through Chris Flexen, who has the stamina of a starter. True. He's your insurance guy. And if he's not getting work, you know, you're up big or down big. Hey, it's Chris Flexen. Go get two innings in today. So he yeah. gives you that insurance because I, we're highly discounting the fact that the Mariners had no injuries at all last year. That's yeah. the other thing that's tough because I think that you have to start Marco in in your top five because his stuff doesn't play nearly as well out of the pen. He's a slow burn. He's a slower build. He's not going to come out for one inning and ratchet up from 89 to 91, and he's going to be throwing 98-mile-an-hour gas with a with a 82-mile-an-hour change coming in there dancing <laughs> left and right. It's not going to happen. But Chris Lexon stuff does play a little bit better out of the bullpen. And – it's very easy where you might bring a guy up. Okay. Someone gets hurt flexing, you know, just pitched a couple of days ago. He's going to have to get into this rotation. We need to build up that stamina again to, to starter mentality because it's a different mentality, a different workload on how you're prepping your body starter versus reliever, bring some guy up, you know, maybe like a Bryce Miller to get a spot start. Maybe it's Taylor dollar. It's getting a spot start because I don't think you want to go too all in. Like there's a lot of talk and buzz about those young guys, but then that puts three of your starting five with less than two years of service time in the majors. Cause you're sitting at three quarters of a year with George Kirby and a year and a half with Logan Gilbert. And granted the results have been staggering, but there are, there have been a lot of guys out there that burn bright and it goes away. I mean, this is probably a little bit before your guys' time, but, like, Kerry Wood came into the league and was absolute phenom for the Cubs for two years. And then he tried to become a reliever, and the speed went away, and it was gone. So 
trying to limit those guys and not rely too heavily on the young guys. It's always good to have that crafty vet. And if you want to talk about crafty, like Marco Gonzalez is probably the craftiest guy on the team. He brings the lowest MPHs on the bump, 66 yeah. inches away. It's coming the <laughs> slowest for Marco Gonzalez. Yet he still has performed like an ace as recently as a year and a half ago. All right. Well, Boom. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I, I, I just, I don't know if I can get by. Yeah. We don't have to agree. We're just giving opinions. So. <laughs> Trademark. Don't steal. TM. All right. The next one we've got, this one has been said, but not said because everyone's putting an asterisk next to it. They're like, you know, Jared Gilnick, he's hurt me before, but I think I'm ready to get hurt again. <laughs> and uh, the buzz out there yeah. right now is he's come in the spring, changed up his approach a little bit more for dingers so far. And the buzz is Jared Kelnick, all-star. Who we start with on the last one? I think the last one we started with Kane. So we're going lefty. <laughs> Perfect. Um uh- I think that's an overreaction. He, I do see him having a way better season than last year, but all-star is a reach. Um, I'd be happy he hit 250 with 20 home runs, 20 plus home runs. Like that would be a big step from last year for him and, that's just something that the Mariners could use too. But yeah, I just I don't see him making being an all-star. Uh but a huge piece to the Mariners. I think last year he was in his head a lot and got down on himself for not performing, but it's baseball, dude. Like you've been playing it for forever. Like for, for all 23 years of your yeah, life. Yeah, well, still, but you Maybe just gotta like one. understand that. I think now he does understand that it's things aren't always gonna go his way. And I think that them moving him down last year was kind of a reality check to change the way he was going about things. So don't see him being an all-star, but I see him performing very well this year for us. Can you over there looking like an evil genius the whole time <laughs> Lefty was talking? What do you what do you guys say here? Give it to me. I will take it. Inject I will it take right it. into his veins. Oh um, gosh. Here's here's the deal. <laughs> this is make it or break it year for him. It really is. When you look at the hype around when we traded his projection was supposed to be what Julio's is. That's what they were talking about, that he was hands down the best player in the minor leagues. And to kind of, you know, piggyback off what Lefty was saying, he did get in his head. You're right. Here's the thing. Stop looking at the scoreboard. Stop looking at your stats. Yeah. that it, That's the one thing that killed him. So far through spring training in six games that he's played, 17 at-bats, seven hits, five runs, four home runs, 
five RBIs, five strikeouts, but he's hitting 412. That's, I mean, I, you tell me this all the time. When he's in AAA, he is an absolute demon. Yeah. If he can translate that and just hunker down, be disciplined at the plate, you're going to see probably in the first half, if he really gets it going, you're going to see about 14 to 15 home runs, hitting around 270, bunch of RBIs. It, give me an all-star appearance out of it. it, it this is a make-it-or-break-it year, and he's got to really show out. We got some receipts to be read here. I mean, I'd love to. I'd love to see that. (laughs) I would be so happy to see that. It's 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 just all like his entire hand is out right now. Like you have to go all out this year because if you do not perform well, I do not think the Mariners are going to give him many more chances. I'm not buying the All Star train. But what I am buying is him to continue to progress as a hitter, an overall hitter. I think that starting the year in a platoon situation with A.J. Pollock is going to be great. Let him face righties primarily, you know, maybe a lefty reliever every now and again. And I want to see that batting average climb, and I want to see the power numbers climb which you know he has. I mean, he cleared the batter's eye. A ball was tanked the other day. It just sounds different when he hits it. He's not pulling the ball nearly as much with that heavy pull. A lot of his power has been to right center and center field so far this spring. What I think a good progression for him to be, you signed A.J. Pollock to a one-year deal. The goal is – Jared Kelnick plays so well that you don't have to have a platoon partner with him next year. I want to see that average climb to that 270 mark when Mm -hmm. he's hitting straight righties. And if it goes down to 260, 250 with a more lefty, lefty on left workload as the season progresses, I'm totally cool with that. And I know, Kane, you talked about the, you know, Julio was who we thought Jared Kelnick was going to be. Well, I remember back when you guys were just little little nugs, um, there was this all-star, all-world center fielder. His name was Ken Griffey Jr. I don't know if you've ever, ever heard of the guy. Who? He was pretty good. <laughs> um, but he also had a pretty good running mate that didn't have the all-star appearances, but is a guy that every single one of you know, and that's Jay Buhner. And I yeah. think that you could get that dynamic built up with Julio and with Kelnick because Kelnick's a little rough around the edges and shit. Jay Buner was bad to the bone. That was his nickname. And the bone thing. Yeah. If you can get Kelnick to hit for power, because he's going to play plus defense, you him in center field was not the best. I think he had too much on his plate and not enough players around him. When he got to settle into right field, the dude looked like a gold glover out there throwing people out of the plate. He's got an absolute hose. He's super dynamic when it comes to the defensive side of things. He can still swipe a bag or two for you, but really morph more into that power hitter who also then brings a little bit more average to it. And I think that it will help out with the shift banning. He's a guy that's going to be helped with that quite a bit. And like a lot of people are. 
because there were a lot of times where he's lasering balls, you know, into shallow right field, but that's right where the second baseman was sitting. Well, you know, the, the, the new, new shift is taking away your left fielder and throwing him basically into center and your center fielder into right. They're going to so, figure out a way that that can't work because what's going to happen is they're going to try to run that shift and the pitcher's not going to get on the bump in enough time and you're going to start at a one zero count. Yeah, but uh, and I, I, if I'm if I'm that scared of the hitter where I have to do that drastic of a shift, I don't want to go down one nothing to him. Yeah, yeah, I think I don't know. I could just be talking out my keister. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last last one, overreaction, or it might not be. Who knows? You'll find out. Now, on Kicking It with Coach Red, Julio Rodriguez, MVP. We are at Kane leading us off. Give it to me again. Um, So, we all sat here and watched him dominate his rookie year. And... You know, when you look at center fielders that have, you know, had that fantastic rookie year and the hype around them is just. Helpable. <laughs> sure. Um, <laughs> you look at Mike Trout and to this day, even going injured last year, Mike Trout was number three in MVP voting. With with a bad back, he still hit over 40 bombs. You're going to see Julio come out, be fresher than ever. He has a full year under his belt now. Dealt with, what, one or two injuries last year, but they weren't major. Um, The dude is going to come out and amaze everybody around the league. And the only person I feel like he has to really beat out this year, I mean, he's got two people, because I don't think Judge recreates last year this contract year of course he's gonna hit as many as he can i think you're gonna see a a quieter year from judge but the only two people you really have to beat out are shohei and mike trout and i'm thinking yeah i i really think he can do it two mvp candidates and still 10 games away from making the playoffs (laughs) love to see it yeah you do (laughs) but i do think Julio is going to like he's the captain of this team and he will continue to be the captain of this team and he will be the MVP in 2023. All right, lefty. Huh. What that can... what that do what that do for you? <laughs> Got me excited. Did it give you your jollies? <laughs> it did give me my jollies. Uh I can definitely get behind that. Julio like I really don't see any signs of slowing down. He could he proved that he could hit against literally anyone last year. Um, I could see close to 30 bombs from him this year hitting low 300s, high high 200s um, and stealing 20 plus bases as well. Like the guy does it all, and he really, it, I mean, he's definitely an MVP, early MVP candidate, I would think. Um, he's gonna score so many runs, 
Yeah, exactly. Like a lot like of RBIs. He, he just contributes so much to the Mariners in all aspects of the game where it's like, how do you not have this guy um, in your MVP voting, really? it's Right, and, and I think you're going to look at it like, yeah, Judge hit 62 last year, but let's not forget how many times he was clutch in – I mean, let's look at that series against Houston where they got no hit and then back-to-back nights, Judge walks it off after getting no uh, no hit through like seven in the second game. He walked it off. He walked it off the next night. Um, he just got a lot of RBIs as well outside of the 62 home runs, and I just see Julio exploding the RBI column this year. Yeah. I I like the Julio MVP. So, if you're really looking at the American League right now, you've got the guys that have won it. Trout, Shohei, Judge. You know, you might be able to sprinkle in someone from the Astros, whether that be, I think Altuve's a little bit cooked. You heard it here first. Jordan, But positional flexibility not playing in the field as much potentially like a Bregman but I think with Julio the all-star game was a stage that he stole last year he sure did I think the one thing that separates Julio from the rest of those guys right now is Julio is transcending regional viewership with baseball because it's heavily regionalized to your area. His tops commercials are top notch. I mean, <laughs> the one where he's pretending to be Bob Ross, he's like, Oh, I'm going to paint these clouds. I don't like rain in my clouds. <laughs> and then it's like, it's this. So you've got a guy that has the skill to be an MVP. MLB loves him. I don't know how, Jazz makes the cover, and it wasn't Julio. That was oh, I was no, I was triggered. I struck a nerve. nerve there on everyone on the show. <laughs> yeah, you did. Like I am a yeah. I am a like habitual MLB the show player. I play it every year, and Julio was my guest because I like Jazz is fun, but Julio just shocked the world. Like and Jazz was he, hurt for like half over half the season too. It's like now he's gonna go be an outfielder. It made yeah, zero sense at all. It it just doesn't make sense. Like like I said, it doesn't make sense because as you said, Julio transcended this year. And national coverage. Yes, Jazz, when he got called up, he was great, but he was nowhere near as dominant or explosive as Julio was. Julio practically helped willed them into the playoffs. Yeah, like, I don't get why what their thought. SDS, get your shit together. <laughs> Come back on, Ramon. Reg- back to your regularly scheduled content with me finishing <laughs> my take now. <laughs> but I think what you're gonna see is he's gonna put up good numbers. I think that in the first half of this season, you're going to see him. He's going to continue to bat lead off for this team. And I think that with the way the roster is going to be constructed, JP's your nine hitter and you're going to have Colton Wong down there too. 
or your other speed guys like Sam Haggerty, Dylan Moore are going to be near the bottom of your lineup that are going to be on base and can move. So he's going to get those RBI numbers. He's still going to hit for power. He's going to play lights out defense. I think this all-star game being in Seattle is going to be a huge jumping off point for him because last time uh, the Mariners hosted an all-star game, they also had an MVP. His name was Ichiro. So what I think is going to see the home run derby with him at his home stadium. And if he can win that thing, he is just going to rock it into a new atmosphere. He's going to start the game at home in front of the crowd, people going crazy. All eyes are going to be on him. Everybody having him mic'd up and kudos to our boy, Scott service. Like, the call-up from last year, he sits him down in his office, and he says, always be Julio. Don't ever lose your joy. And you can just see that exude through him night and day. And I think that the numbers, you know, if you take out the wrist injury that plagued him in the middle of the year, his numbers did dip at that point, and he had a horrendous start to the year. But – if you put him at league average during those times, the dude was a top three MVP candidate last year. Yeah. So I think that healthy, you've got more of a supporting cast around him than you did last year. Mm -hmm. You know, you've got all these guys, you've got a guy that's healthier than Mitch Hanniger and Teoscar Hernandez. You've got a guy that's got more pop, more on base ability at this point in his career and Colton Wong. You've got Dylan Moore and Sam Haggerty who were revelations towards the end of the year. You're expecting them to build on that a healthy Ty France again. You know, hopefully he won't get stepped on the back of his heel or get racked in the <laughs> arm and hurt his wrist again. But you look at all these guys and not toying with JP around the lineup. The dude batted first, second, fourth, third, sixth, ninth. Second leadoff hitter. Yeah. That's all you need him for. Roll the lineup over. And I think that gives you plus I think with the with the pitching rules too, there's going to be more stolen bases because the pitcher can only step off the rubber twice per an at bat. So you get to the point where the pitcher steps on the rubber. If he steps off, I mean, it's a ball. So what are you going to do? He stepped off twice to try and keep you close. As soon as he steps on the rubber, you could take off. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they, they it, that's why stolen base numbers in the minors were up last year without implementation of the pitch clock and only being able to step off twice. So I think that you're going to get some of these guys get that big lead where you know that you can just dive back. Oh, they pick over twice. Here we go. Free base for me, baby. And as soon as you, yeah, as soon as you wild. take off, the thing is, is now the pitcher has to be careful because any, any wrong movement, it's a balk. Yeah. So yeah. free base anyway. Exactly. So be interesting to see, and that's going to do it for this one. I know we talked a little bit about roster construction, but hey, why don't you wait today and maybe me and Kane will, you know, give you a 26 man who we think is going to make it a couple weeks out. We thought about doing this a little bit later, but the closer you get to the end of spring training, the clearer the picture comes. And we want to be a little bold. We want to be a little spicy. And if you want some bold spice, you want the sauce. Not like Sauce Gardner after Pete Carroll absolutely roasted him today on social media. <laughs> big ups to big ups to Pete. Pete crushing the social game. Potentially 
roast some people on the internet. It hasn't happened yet, but maybe we'll start. You can follow <laughs> us on social media. Find me on Twitter at the Real Coach Red, on Instagram at the Real underscore Coach Red. Hop on over to YouTube, follow the page, kicking it with Coach Red. Bell notifications, like, subscribe, Ding. so you can know whenever our pretty faces will be out there. And, you know, comment. What? Are you scared? You scared? Don't be scared. Lefty France, where you at? Follow me on Twitter at Lefty France, on Instagram at DFrance13. Go over and follow the pod too on Twitter and Instagram at Coach Red Pod. Follow us, follow us, follow us. Do it, freaking do it. Kane, where you at? You can find me on Twitter and YouTube. And again, streams are coming back this weekend. Probably yeah, do. Don't- don't miss out on your pay-per-view tickets. Kane B yeah. Andrew. <laughs> uh, we'll be we'll probably be streaming COD, Rocket League, and probably MLB the show. So you can see me rocking the Mariners yeah. team. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. And I don't know if you could or could not tell, but um we get a little bit fired up about the Mariners, and I don't think that's gonna slow down because we're also all pretty um Pretty stubborn in our takes about the Mariners. <laughs> so it's going to be Mariners. a fun season for the Mariners regardless on the show. But, hey, as always, stay fresh. Stay fresh, peeps. Peace.